Welcome to the Women of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the talk for change across the entire fintech industry. Today we are joined by Emma Ward, UK Sales Development Manager at Topolsi. Topolsi is the only global payables automation solution to streamline all phases of the AP and payment management workflow in one holistic cloud platform. Emma is passionate about the power of SDRs in the overall sales process and is an advocate for inclusion within the space. She's here today to share her story and some of the lessons along the way. Emma, I'm super, super happy for you to be uh, here on our podcast today. Thank you for joining us. Nadia, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So look, tell us a bit more about your role at Topolti and what it entails, just to give the audience a bit of a flavour. Yeah, definitely. So my role at Topolti is I'm the SDR manager. Um, so I have a team of nine at the moment. And what does an SDR do? So they are kind of day dot of the sales process. They do two things. So kind of handling all of the lovely leads that marketing have brought in for us, but also sourcing new business. So it's the kind of dreaded cold calls and emailing um, that most people are terrified of, but we love it. <laughs> so that's what my team does. My role is very much like a coaching uh, leadership role. So I've kind of built the team from... Uh, it was three of us in September to 10 of us now. I have, yeah, coached them with just kind of the first on the ground in the UK um, for Topalty. So we really try to find out what works, um, how to talk to finance personas and really build some traction. Wow, it sounds like you've been super busy if you've been able to grow your team that much and all the mentoring, coaching, support. And, you know, those words are big words because loads of stuff comes along with that. Like it's not just, oh, I coach. That is all encompassing. But tell us a bit more about Topolti itself. So one of the biggest fintechs in the world. It would be good to hear more. We started up in 2010. I'm born in Israel. So we are now... Um, in the States, Canada, UK, and we're basically accounting software that provides accounts payable, procurement and payments automation. We've got some really great customers like Amazon Twitch, GoDaddy, Kazoo. And what we aim to do is reduce their manual workloads by 80% and accelerate their financial close by 25%. So we're kind of really geared towards supporting people in the areas that produce the, mo the most workloads in their businesses. We just had a recent round of funding. So we've been valued at 8.3 billion, which is incredible. I kind of started off with the company in September and it just boomed. Like it, it has been booming for years, but it just boomed. So we're now actually one of the most valuable fintech companies in Israel and among the 15 most valuable fintech firms in the world so just extraordinary growth really exciting times even since I started in September we had 20 on the ground and we're now coming up to 70 and it's been what half a year so yeah it's it's definitely um super exciting although every time I have to speak on a Monday morning meeting now it's just become that little bit more daunting <laughs> Yeah, as it grows and grows and grows. Now, there's something about this that I think is really, really interesting, and I want to shine a light on it. Like, you have recently moved to fintech, um, and I think that this is um, such a great story because as Topalti is growing, 
and as a lot of the businesses in the fintech space are growing at the moment, we need to be attracting people from other, other industries um, and showing them how brilliant this industry can be. So tell us a little bit what, about why you did it and what your first impressions have been. Oh yeah, definitely. So I moved over from MarTech and it was definitely a strategic move. I really wanted to be in a high growth industry that had, you know, all of that future ahead of it and FinTech, everyone was really talking about it, shouting about it. And I thought, okay, this is, seems like it'd be a really good career move um, more than anything. But when I got to FinTech, um, I was presented with what I felt was a very complex product in a very complex world. And to be honest, I sort of panicked and I was like, oh, okay, I'm not 100% sure if I belong here. You know, me with my lack of degree, I've come from the creatives, you know, singing, drama, music. MarTech is even like quite creative in what it has to offer. Um, And I sort of sat there and thought, ah, But then, you know, I think a lot of that was imposter syndrome, to be honest. Um, And when I took myself back a step and thought, you know, dedicate yourself to like learning as much as possible and really soaking this up, then I love it so much and there's so much to love. So now that I'm basically an accountant, no, I'm joking, I'm really not. um, (laughs) I love fintech. So it's just, you know, constantly being challenged, really feel intellectually stimulated, which was really important for me. And what I think one thing that I love so much about what we do is it's a need, not a nice, which in sales is so important. And I think as soon as you really start to understand the complexities of what CFOs, FDs, FCs go through day to day and kind of obviously how critical what they do is to any business um, makes it such a great sell. And I love the way you've just described all of that. Like in particular, it's a need, not a nice. And look, I mean, that is the the dream for every salesperson, right? I mean, I, I absolutely relate to that. And actually, it takes me quite nicely on to my next question, which is around diversity and inclusion. Now, you've been an inclusion advocate for a number of years now. And it's just so brilliant to hear this side of the story that actually for Tapulsi, Diversity and inclusion is also a need, not a nice. Um, and I really like that. So um, I wanted just for you to have the opportunity to share with the audience what a policy does that really sets the bar for diversity and inclusion. Oh, definitely. Like, I'm very, very lucky with Tepalty. My journey before fintech was you know, retail, which is predominantly women, um, all the way through the ranks, which is great. But I worked for a company that literally published the pay gap on paper on a yearly basis. And women always fell short. And you'd look at it and just be like, how is this happening? This is astonishing. And it was always the message of we are trying and it was just never good enough. Um, And then go through interview processes in sectors like insurance, where, you know, although entry level roles are great, it's like 45% of women, you then got to C-suite directors and it's 18%. And that's only white women. When you look at black, Hispanic and Asian, that's like 3%, which is crazy. And kind of going through all the motions and then landing on fintech, which, you know, on the surface, it's not great for like the balance and inclusion but to Pouty, they've just done something so good here they have really placed it so high up in their values which is amazing and it travels all the way down 
from the top. We've just been placed eighth in large company category for the best representation of women for startups. 50% of our leadership team in the UK are women. And I just think that's really incredible. So I think what stands out for me is not necessarily what to pouty you're doing, but actually how alarmingly low the female representation is when recruiting into fintech. So that's what's been standing out to me. I held 23 interviews from October to February and only five of them were women, which brought up so many questions of, okay, why is that the case? And I felt like I was that classic person calling up a recruiter and being like, please, can you send me more women? And they're like, Emma, we're like the Sahara over here. I have nothing to send you. We're so dry. And it's like, okay, I get that. And that's, you know, very valid that that's the case. And, you know, the ownership is not on you to find these people necessarily. But why is it that more women aren't coming along to fintech? And I think Jenny Trice hit this really well um, when she was talking about Get With The Programme at your panel, talking about the education aspects and, you know, why women would want to get into fintech. And that really has stood out for me. Um, but being part of DePaus, you know, we have a great company culture. The We have several DE&I groups, which I've never been part of a company that have had anything like this before. So we have women at Pouty, T-Cares, which is anyone in the company that is either caring for someone or looking after other people in their lives, whether that's children or parents or outside of the family. We have In the Black, which is our black community. And we have Rainbow Connection, which is our LGBTQ plus community. So I think even just from the start to Palsy, you've got something right there in having groups where people feel comfortable in talking to like-minded people and actually expressing themselves a little bit better. But the other part of it is, is that we're always discussing equality and diversity and inclusion. And it's a very much an open forum and full of honesty, which I think is really great. And that's really at the heart of the company. In terms of the office, obviously, we've got Ash, um, the VP, who recently wrote an article for yourself. Um, and from the perspective of a white male, which I think is fantastic, and just even having white males that are advocates for this within the company is so important. They go, Ash, just plugged for you. Um, and then we have even our office manager, Michelle, who drives new, new events. So we're attending Pride as an office later on this year, which again, like, is fantastic. I think one of the most important things at Chapalty, and this is, again, something that I haven't have it come across too often and really is such a big thing is the female leadership representation. And I was reading a really interesting article on why women leave fintech so quickly, which is a really common problem. Obviously we get people in the door and then it's two, three years down the line and they pivot into another industry. Um, and one of the biggest things in there was lack of female leadership and coaching. So women get into the industry and then feel a little bit lost after that. And it just makes such a huge difference. And where we have such a strong presence of female leadership in Tapalti, that really does trickle through the whole company. So there's so much within that that I absolutely love. Um, and you've given loads of examples as well, which has been brilliant. Tell us a bit more about which communities you're part of and what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm part of the Women at Pouty community and I joined there at September. Um, we're just kind of ramping it up in the UK at the moment, but it's really exciting. It's 14 women um, across all roles in the company and we get to meet once a quarter and plan events. So we get a budget from the company. 
and um, we have guest speakers which is like amazing we have nicola hatfield who's a mindset and business coach um for women coming in to speak to us about um self-confidence within women in the workplace we have quarterly newsletters mentorship programs and what we do in the group is really just head that up plan that and also just speak to the women in our offices and get a feel for what they're looking for so one that we did last year was all around debt and managing debt and finances for women uh, which i just thought was incredible and again it's so brilliant to hear like all the examples of things that can actually be done actionables that other people can implement within their working environments to genuinely create this inclusive inclusive place to work so it takes me quite nicely to my last question and i love asking this question because it's all about how people can get involved um, at any level uh, within any business and with any workplace so what would you say would be your call to action for people listening around what they can be doing for genuine authentic workplace inclusion definitely it's, it's such an important question and i've been thinking about it so hard because i really wanted to find something that actually resonated with most people it's quite easy to go down a route of something that leadership needs to do within their teams or within their companies but actually this is the onus is on all of us here and it, it brought me to i feel too often we judge those around us based on their personalities when our personalities are what makes us us and what makes us brilliant so what do I mean by that? We look at introverts and extroverts and they're two words that are banded around so often and we make personality assumptions based on that so quickly. So introverts, we go, oh, they're so quiet, they're reserved, they keep themselves themselves. Extroverts, it's all they're, they're confident, they think a lot of themselves, they act on impulse, they're loud. And we don't actually look beneath that a lot of the time and we make really a lot of the time unconscious bias decisions on how we treat people based on that so we might have a conversation with a group of people and potentially not involve an introvert in that conversation or we might roll our eyes when an extrovert gets up to speak and they're being a little bit loud and go oh can you just kind of keep the volume down a little bit or whatever it is that looks like they are biases and decisions we're making on how we treat people. So my call to action is to personally make a conscious effort. And I would really love to see others do the same, to stop making judgments, make a conscious effort not to be biased and encourage and facilitate people being individual and most importantly themselves through respect, consideration and not taking a one size fits all approach. And that is so spot on and something that everyone can get behind and be a part of. And do you know what? Not even only in the workplace, right? That's just great advice for how we should be. Um, and I think it really draws back to what you said earlier about building environments of psychological safety, environments that are, are stronger and able to grow. So, Emma, it has been brilliant talking to you today. Um, there's so many takeaways from this that people can learn from and implement in their own businesses. Um, so thank you so much for joining us on the Women of Fintech podcast series. Thank you so much. Thank you.